Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And in three, two, and one. This week, this, 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 this week, this week, this, 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 this week, this week in Geek. This week in Geek, we talk about Twitter, The Witcher, and Grand Finals. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to our first post-Halloween episode of This Week in Geek, where um, we're going to talk about things that happened this week in Geek, as the title suggests. Um, yeah. How did you, how was your Halloween, Kevin? How did How did you celebrate it? What did you do leading up to it? What have you done since then? uh so yeah halloween i i was planning on giving out some more of those like trick-or-trade packs but not a lot of any kids of are I like find any in any store dude yeah if you want me to bring you some there there is quite a few at the shop that's near me so if you oh, if you yeah. want you want me to get you a bag for like next time i see you whenever oh, that is, yeah, so absolutely I'll do that uh but yeah um been pretty much opening packs uh on stream whenever whenever that happened uh i carved a pumpkin uh i it is an adorable I, pumpkin yeah i had a friend come over and they were just like hey we we just moved into our new apartment so there's no space to carve pumpkin but can we like crash at your place we'll give you dinner and then like we could carve pumpkins at your place and i'm like yeah sure i don't see i don't see the problem here mm-hmm. so they were like, yeah, we have extra pumpkins if you want to carve one too. And I'm like, okay. So like literally last second, I was like, okay, I'm going to make this. So um, I made Pochita from uh, from Chainsaw Man as as a pumpkin uh, with a little foil chainsaw uh, in the front. It is secured it really via cute. toothpicks. I really like it. Uh, so I I don't know how, how much longer it's going to survive, but... Uh, it's on the front porch. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that that's what I did leading up to Halloween. We only had like three or four people come by for trick or treating. It's been really slow. I don't know if it's just the neighborhood, or you know, it's just like post COVID, nobody knows what to do. You know? Yeah. Um, that could also be a problem. So, yeah, I I don't know. It just uh. It it feels kind of kind of empty with like now we still have a bunch of candy left over. I don't want to be like the crazy person who's like eating it all, but it is there, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's it's there. Might as well eat it, honestly. Like, yeah. As long as you don't like overdose on sugar, I think yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah, it'd be okay. And, 
And then for me, like personally, I decided to watch a couple of anime uh Halloween films and not probably not the ones that everybody's like thinking. So uh everybody probably thought like Spirited Away is probably like a go to It's a classic. It's a classic, it's a staple. Um a ghosty. I went with Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which if you watched Jujutsu Kaisen before, it's good to watch Zero. And if you haven't seen JJK, I think you can get away with watching the movie. Um, if you just want like a taste of like what the series is kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was that. And then uh, I watched the Cowboy Bebop movie again. Um, the The Cowboy Bebop movie, I think, has one of the best like hook opening sequences. Not like not crazy like Paprika, but like it sets up the the whole vibe of the movie. Um, and mm-hmm. it is actually kind of the reason why like. If anybody has ever seen the live action Cowboy Bebop, the first thing that they do is literally like they change the setting of what it was in the movie, but it is kind of the same vibe in the same sequence. So I was like, okay, I see where you're going with this and I, I respect it. Um but yeah, it was a it was a good one. It it good movie. I, I like the action and the cuts and, and everything. It's it's one of those ones that like coming from like film directing when you watch it again you're like okay i i know that this is just supposed to be for fun but the the fact that they are editing to the music and like they really didn't have to but like the action sequence are cut to like drum snares and like little things like musicality it's crazy um but it's fun I, i i love the i love the whole idea of bebop so yeah that's what I did. Hmm. Sounds like a uh, good, uh, good Halloween. No, yeah. uh, what what about you, Matt? How was your uh, was your Halloween? Did you did you do anything crazy or? Well, I had work for most of the day. Then I cooked dinner, and then initially I was planning on passing out candy, but there was this one house on our street that like they they did up the front porch and everything to look like a um, a, a ghost pirate ship which was really, really well done. It's like, like literally it looks like a pirate ship. I'll, I'll send you a photo later, Kevin, cause I can't find my phone right now. Um, if I still have the photos, I think I do. Um, but it was really cool. So initially we were, me and my sister and brother were planning and just like going over there to look at the one house, <laughs> but it turned into a, you know what? We're still out. Might as well get candy from other houses. So at 27 years old, I went trick-or-treating again. <laughs> Let's go. So I have a bag of candy just sitting by my desk that I've been slowly picking through. Um, but that's what I did for Halloween. Um, my, it turns out like one of the houses out here, my sister got really excited because apparently they were passing out like uh, seaweed and stuff like that. So she really wanted to... Uh, to go to find out which house it was, but we didn't have time because we started late after I made dinner. Um, but I think she wants to try again next year and see if she, we can find where that house is. Cause like we live in a pretty nice neighborhood. Like I'm surprised we didn't get any like full size candy bars, but we got like moon pies. We got like a pack of graham crackers. One house was giving out like Spider-Man pins, which were really cool. Um, and like with, with some houses going as hard as they do with the decorations, um 
I think it's worth at least exploring. And the thing about like wearing a full mask is that they can't tell how old you are. So I could honestly just be a high schooler and they would never know. Yeah. Like so. a, yeah. I feel like, wait, what did I go as? I did have a Halloween like party with my old coworkers. They like invited me out. I went as Tanjiro from, from Demon Slayer. Oh. So I have like a dapper form of Tanjiro where it's like, I have a, I have the bow tie, which is the same pattern as the, um, the hoppy coat or the hoyori that he wears like the uh little jacket thing so i have that one um and yeah a white belt that you just wear with black pants and a black dress shirt um so that was pretty standard the other one that i have in the back pocket is still like tadashi hamada mm-hmm. from big hero 6 but mm-hmm. i still need the uh i need to get a new hat so didn't pull that one out this year you should uh you, you should like buy one of those uh deodorants that smell like smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, hey, only only lit jokes. <laughs> only Flamio, Hotman. I, I just walk around with a bag of flaming hot Cheetos for no reason. <laughs> I only hand out hot tamales just for the people. <laughs> so for, for me, I think what I want to do next year, at least to dress up, I mean it'd be fun to to pass out candy and freak out kids with this, is like if I can get if I can lose the weight and get abs or somewhat close to abs again, which I might do because I might be able to make it. I have a year and I have my, uh, my desk bike with me. Um, oh, nice. I bought a desk bike because I need to like lose weight and uh, bring my cholesterol down. So I bought a, a hundred something dollar desk bike, which honestly like it works pretty well. Um, and my sister's already like, Oh, you're already like losing some of the weight. So I, I guess I could probably make this goal, but if I can do it, um, and if it's not too cold next year, what I want to do is I want to I want to do a um, one of the psychos from Borderlands. If I can find oh, a good nice. mask, because all you need is like orange pants and then the mask, and then you're good. And you just shout random gibberish at people as they walk by. So yeah. it'd be really fun to like have a, have a, a sack of just like you know those those candy that are like body parts, like gummy fingers or like candy eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Just have a sack of that kind of candy and just wander around aimlessly and like thrust it at children and, and try to freak them out. <laughs> so if I can do it, I'm going to do that. If not, I'll just probably do like a, uh, I, I saw this really cool, creepy um, bunny scarecrow mask. So if I can't, if I can't get the body in the shape of a uh, a Borderlands psycho in time, then I'm just going to do that. I'll, like put a flannel on, put the mask on and like, make some fake hay to like poke out of the uh the little crevices and holes in the uh the flannel that i'm wearing and there you go i got like a creepy scarecrow costume so i have two options for next year nice anyway let's get to the news of the week speaking of scary things um it finally happened kevin elon musk took over twitter he he done bought it Yep, I thought. See, I thought he was backing out as hard as he could. Um, I guess apparently, like the the board forced him to go through with it, and he purchased Twitter for forty four billion dollars. So, uh, how are you feeling about this whole thing? Like, I I have a different opinion because I work on Twitter, but mm-hmm. just as you as a Twitter user, Kevin, what mm-hmm. do you feel like with this 
takeover. I feel like there is like I I don't know if it's a it's a good thing. I don't know what Elon provides nothing for for Twitter, yeah. Uh it, it just feels like he, he bought it just for the sake of just being like I, I bought Twitter. Uh yeah. There there are a couple things I mean I feel like we're gonna dive into it. Like the the things that he's changed that I think are are kind of kind of stupid, mm-hmm. but um, I I still feel like Twitter because it is just a place that people like go to still. Like I don't know if this changes too much. Uh, there's no like immediate replacement for for Twitter at the moment, but you you bet if if something else comes up that that'll work. We we will definitely be there. Yeah, see, um, I, I, one, I just don't like Elon Musk. Um, I think he's, it's really strange because he's cultivated this mystique, especially around him owning Tesla, that he's like this great innovator. And with SpaceX, he's this great innovator. Oh, he's a genius. But no, he's just some rich kid who came from emeralds and his emerald, his family's emerald fortune built on the backs of laborers in South Africa that just happened to buy a bunch of platforms and be really charismatic and vocal on social media. And then eventually, of course, he showed his true colors as just this cartoonish villain of a man. Um, So he bought Twitter and his first day, he, he walks in with a sink and he says, I own Twitter now, let that sink in. Which I kind of respect for the pun of it all, but also I just I hate it because it's Elon. <laughs> and it's like it's 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 so unfortunate that like he had such potential to be like a very a lot of a huge disruptor in a lot of industries and he just ended up being just more of the same problem. And like his fanboys are kind of very problematic and very obsessive and just so blind in their devotion to him. Like I, if I don't know if you remember when we were talking to Avalon, um, when Elon Musk tweeted at her, all of his fanboys started like attacking her for whatever reason. After I think she, she had like a brief back and forth with him. And then like all of his fanboys came out of the woodwork to attack her, which like doesn't make any sense at all. It feels weird. So first day he he brings the sink in and one of the first changes he does is he's changing these like verified users used to be a free thing. I think you just had to have a certain amount of followers or to prove that you're like either a journalist or a politician or some sort of public figure mm-hmm. in order to. And a lot of this was like to protect your identity and like say, hey, this is my official account. Like if I'm tweeting from here then this is really me as opposed to someone pretending to be me. Now Elon is is look officially, not officially, initially he was going to change it to be that if you wanted to keep your uh, verified status or if you just wanted to be verified, pay 20 bucks a month. Then he, everyone was rightfully so, I think, upset about that. Um, and then he lowered it to $8 a month, but I think it's still stupid 
still ridiculous. Um, now pretty much anybody can be verified. And the way I think that Elon said he's going to go around this is that, um, yes, anybody could pay to be verified, but people who like who are journalists or politicians or people who need that verification for the uh, the protection and like legitimacy aspect of it will have a separate indicator on their profiles to say like, hey, this person is the official public figure that you are thinking of as opposed to someone who just paid to get the verification. But still, in in, in some senses, it cheapens the the status of being verified. And I know a lot of jokes right now are, are look, saying like, um, for example, it's like saying, uh, what's a, what's a red flag you see in a guy? Oh, he's, he's paying to be Twitter verified. Ew. Like dump that man instantly. Kind of a thing. He's a 10, but yeah, he's a 10, but he's a 10, but he pays to be verified on Twitter. Um, I think it's stupid. I know a lot of people are saying that like, and especially my friend Ryan, who I do Mars on Life with, um, and I, who's a journalist, and he's he got verified for being a journalist. And I think I think uh, John Cena just started following him because of the verified status. Um, but like he just got Twitter verified, and now it's like, ew, I don't want to pay eight bucks to be verified on this hellscape of a platform. Um, so a lot of celebrities are leaving the platform they're stepping away one because of this verification aspect of it where now you have to pay to prove that you're the official account and nobody wants to do that because on no other platform do you need to pay to be verified and also again it cheapens the status of being verified but two because what elon just again his fan base is very toxic they're very like right wing they're very um kind of inherently trolls and on top of that elon is looking to bring back a lot of the people that twitter banned initially like for example kanye west or donald trump or a bunch of those right-wing extremists who built their platform on spreading misinformation or fake news or disinformation he's looking to find a new process to reinstate those accounts and i know a lot of people are a lot of celebrities are breaking away from Twitter because they don't want to be part of a platform that uh, supports that. And they don't like the, I guess, cult of persona that Elon has brought with him back to the platform. Yeah. And I don't, I don't blame him. Cause like, honestly, why would you want to go on a platform? If like, not, not only it, it's like bringing back people who were initially not banned in general, but also just, I, f- I feel like you could do the same thing if you really wanted to go to a different like social media site. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it just feels, it feels a little, it feels weird. Like I really don't like a lot of the changes here. Um, and yeah, it, it just feels not, great what do you feel about the the verification thing um i'm not verified so i don't (laughs) honest honestly i don't have a stake in it yeah i i'm not verified either but it it does it doesn't make sense to make it something that you monetize off of uh um i feel like it if anything like 
being verified back like when when you got it like for esports talent or like for people who did get verified it was it was just a good way of like knowing like hey okay if i am tweeting at somebody it is the person who i think it is Mm -hmm. right and it just confirmed it it's just like so i don't like follow a fake account or something it doesn't make any sense so originally like it's it's a good like method for just like confirming that you are actually interacting with the person you want to um but now the fact that it's like you know you have to pay eight bucks a month like that's my crunchy roll subscription bro <laughs> like i i'd Is rather crunchy have really only eight bucks yeah it's only eight bucks oh <laughs> but well, like maybe i should maybe i should get crunchy roll it's like Twitter. It's like, yeah, you know, like you could get Crunchyroll instead of Twitter. Just do that. Um, but yeah, it's just like I I don't need I don't need to be verified that bad. But I think the one the people who it hurts the most are probably the the actual people who were verified before, um, who could really like prove that it's them and that they they like to. They might have like you know I I hate to use an, an Among Us term but imposters, uh, <laughs> like impersonating them now and it it might get really tough to figure out like what are people saying especially like the the way how Twitter works is you can change your username like yeah the 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 display name, uh but the at you know the app part stays with whatever you are so yeah like I've seen people change it to like elon musk's thoughts or like elon musk's musky whatever yeah i mean there there are moments where it's super funny uh and then other moments where it's just like okay you you really didn't need to do that so like for me i change mine whenever i go to an event i say like like my name and then it's like an arrow and then it's what event i'm at yeah that way people can be like oh okay well he's there or like arrow soon of like a big event that I'm going to that way people will know that I'm, I'm there. Um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. It, it feels really weird that, you know, the verified thing is now not, it's not by merit. It's not by like, if you actually earned it, uh, it's, it's just, you have the eight bucks. To spend. It's like a, I have eight bucks a month that I can do. And I, I don't think that's the right, right answer here. <laughs> yeah the the thing that i do want to mention here about the the twitter thing i do think that if there is ever a replacement for for twitter like if there is a new social media like platform that does kind of the same thing that twitter does um you could for sure expect a lot of people to leave and like go to that um but like for now at least like esports is currently on twitter so it's really tough for like everybody to just make a huge transition like that but right um especially when there is like a culture around like oh well like you you tweet out when you're doing certain things or where you're at and like certain events so i think that's really important but i don't know if like i don't know if this is enough to force a lot of people away besides like I think you lose a lot of celebrities on this because of that. Um, but I I don't know if it takes apart the communities that have been built on Twitter. 
um, until there is a good replacement for it. I'm looking at you, MySpace. Let's let's make it. <laughs> let's make a comeback. Let's go. Chop chop. I know there have like I know a lot of um, both celebrities and brands have been concerned about this takeover of Elon Musk and this mass exodus of a lot of influential accounts and just normal accounts and normal people in general leaving Twitter. Um, and so there have been some discussions of like, I think Jack Dorsey, who originally founded Twitter, was saying, oh, uh, I'm starting my own platform to compete. I think there's another platform called Mastodon that people are um, are, are looking to move to. I, I haven't heard a lot about it, but it's it's one of the ones that's being offered up as an alternative. Um and it's interesting to see i mean it's going to be interesting to see whether or not people actually move over to these platforms if or if with the the abandonment of twitter people are just going to maybe stick with instagram and facebook more or maybe go back to facebook as something that's familiar that like maybe they don't necessarily trust zuckerberg but they like they know the platform um and maybe with the the right wing Elon trolls taking over Twitter, um, where as Facebook used to be just this hellscape of misinformation and fake news, like maybe people can kind of take it over and, and revitalize it and revamp it and transform it into something that's maybe a little bit less troll baity. I don't know. But I work on Twitter every day. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the world of social media works with this platform. Like, are, do you actually think people are going to abandon Twitter, Kevin? I don't do see you, it happening do anytime gonna... soon. I, okay. I think that honestly, there needs to be there needs to be a replacement for Twitter before people start leaving. And like, I, I felt like that is the same thing that happened with. You know, like MySpace was good and then Facebook came along and kind of like did the same things and then everybody just kind of shifted over. So I feel like if there is ever a replacement for Twitter, like you just shift things over. I mean, same same thing with like Vine to TikTok and yeah, so on and so forth. So I, I do think that that's that's the way to go. All right, so moving on to the next story. Um, speaking of people quitting things, one thing that people wish that was not being quit was Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill is going to be stepping away from his role as Geralt of Rivia on The Witcher for um, season four. Like season three is coming. He's still Geralt for that. But after season four, after season three into season four, He's going to be replaced by Liam Hemsworth. Um, have you have you watched The Witcher, Kevin? I have not watched The Witcher. I have watched people play The Witcher, okay, uh, on on stream, but I haven't like watched it. Okay, um, I thought I I I hate season one of The Witcher. I was expecting a lot more from it. It just got very confusing with, um, the time jumps. It, it wasn't told in a linear fashion that there was like multiple different storylines with time jumps and everything and i think in the end you finally understand 
oh, this was not all happening at the same time, but it wasn't done in a way that made a whole lot of sense. Um, I also thought it was kind of um, jarring some of their casting decisions. Like people grew up, or not necessarily grew up, but became familiar with the world of The Witcher through the games. And a lot of their casting choices didn't fit what people were expecting because of the games. Like I think Henry Cavill as Geralt was fine. He was a good choice. He's got that gruff, brooding um, demeanor to him. He's he was ripped enough that he kept ripping through his armor and his his costumes because he's just that built, uh, which is fantastic for Geralt. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, and, and also and besides that, he. Uh, He's a very big fan of the games and of the books. He would, I think, rewrite some of the scenes because they weren't as um, as accurate to the books or the games as the writers had them. So Geralt, I think, was in fine hands with Henry Cavill, but he's leaving, and I think the official um, the official reason, according to Deadline, is that he is leaving because he felt it was time to move on from the show after previously signing a short-term deal with Netflix for for its production. Um, it, it apparently had a very demanding production schedule and it required him to be overseas a lot of the time. And with the news that he's returning to the Superman role with DC and there's going to be a lot more Superman-involved projects, people. one of the reasons people speculated he stepped away is because his time with DC was going to be a lot more demanding and he couldn't balance between um, Netflix, Netflix's Witcher requirements and then DC's Superman requirements. So that is the official reason. And his official statement is, my journey as Geralt of Rivia has been filled with both monsters and adventures. And alas, I will be laying down my medallion and my swords for season four. In my stead, the fantastic Mr. Liam Hemsworth will be taking up the mantle of the White Wolf. As with the greatest of literary characters, I pass the torch with reverence for the time spent embodying Geralt and enthusiasm to see Liam's take on this most fascinating and nuanced of men. Liam, good sir, this is a character who has such a wonderful depth to him. Enjoy diving in and seeing what you can find. Now, unofficially, what people are looking at and, and kind of speculating as to why he would let why he left um is they're saying that okay yes you are going to be playing superman now but you've balanced superman with other projects before there really is no reason why you can't do both part of the reason why they think that he doesn't want to do both is that because he is such a devotee of the lore of the books in the games and the writers of the show have previously stated that they don't like the 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 books they don't like the games they don't like having to be bound to this lore they're just not fans of which is interesting they're writing for the witcher but they're not fan of the witcher source material whereas henry cavill was pushing it to be very lore accurate was pushing it as again he would rewrite scenes to be more in line with what the books had or what Garrett will do as a po like based on the books. So there is some speculation that he was feeling very dissatisfied with these writers 
and stepped away partially because of that. That's, of course, all unofficial. Official reason is that he just couldn't balance the schedule and he only signed a contract for short term. Um, we'll probably never really know whether it is because of the writers or not, but that's what the fandom is saying. That's what the nerds on the internet think. Yeah, I, I mean, it it does make sense. Like, if especially if you loved a part of the the original thing, and they just kind of toss it. Maybe yeah. maybe it is better for somebody else to like portray it the way how they would want it to. Even though, like, I do mm-hmm. feel like you want to be authentic to you know the original. You you want it to be like a a good I, I wouldn't say like a good adaptation of like what you were going for but i don't i don't know if that's what they what they were aiming for they were just like mm, smelly guy <laughs> does things meet hunk that if that's really what it is then yeah, yeah. it's unfortunate <laughs> and i mean and they are for the most part kind of sticking towards the uh the lore established by the books. Like I, I kind of sympathize with them here because I personally hated the books. I like the first one. The last wish is a fantastic book. It's, I think a very good introduction to the world of the Witcher. I think it's a very good reimagining of a lot of classic fairy tales and stuff like that. Um, I would very much recommend if you're a fan of the Witcher games and the show read at least the first book because it is very good i think the rest of it's really boring it gets really bogged down in its basis in arthurian arthurian is i yeah not arthurian arthurian mythology um i think gets too bogged down in the politics of its own world but doesn't really explain why we care all that much and doesn't really break it down in a way say maybe like Game of Thrones really delves into the politics of its world, but I think it's very digestible and you really understand why it matters, why the certain houses are doing what they do or why certain feuds or political marriages or political maneuvering is important. Um, I don't think Tchaikovsky does that very effectively unless you are like absolutely a nerd about this kind of things and you spend the time to really dissect everything it's like a casual reader i don't think it's a very friendly book universe to read like i read through all of them but it took me at least six months which is for me extraordinarily slow like it was painful for me to finish these books but it's like i've already started i'm going to finish them also because i was the first one to check them out of the library and i wanted to be the first one to read them all anyway um I can kind of sympathize with them there, but I just, I don't understand why if you're writing on the Witcher, you wouldn't be more devoted to that lore. Anyway, the last of my, um, my rants of the week has to do with our favorite thing, Overwatch. So, um, Overwatch 2 is just still being kind of nonsensical and annoying. Um, apparently what some people are doing, because as we mentioned last week, the skins are absolutely ridiculously priced. Like 
on average, one skin is about 2,000 points, which is $20. Um, Kevin, is is a, a skin to you worth 20 bucks? No. No, I'm sorry. Uh, skin from Overwatch is not worth twenty bucks. Not even that pink mercy skin. That one was fifteen, and it was for charity. <laughs> See, that one had the charity tag to it, so people were willing to spend money because it was going towards a good cause. Which, yeah, the pink mercy skin being breast cancer. Yeah, so like I, I thought you know the only time obviously I would pay for a skin is if it benefited a good cause, but then again, like that was back when. Back in my day when we used to be able to get skins for free by just playing the game. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so currently the only way to get skins in Overwatch is to either buy them through the store or earn them through the Battle Pass, which doesn't give you a whole lot of leeway to earn skins. It doesn't... I think it's taken away a lot of the charm and, and joy out of playing Overwatch. Like I understand that I think the main reason why they moved away from the well, one of the I think the main reason they moved towards Battle Pass is because they wanted to gain money. I think secondary is because in a lot of countries the uh, loot boxes are banned. Um, as a side note, I people a lot of people like really want the loot boxes back because it was it meant they could earn things and it was more fun than just grinding through a battle pass. Um, one way that I was talking with a few friends, it's like one way you could do that is just don't give people the option to buy a battle pass because part of not a battle pass a loot box because a whole the whole legislative issue and and the reason for banning them in some countries is because you were buying, you're essentially gambling. If you can't pay for the loot box, if you can't buy it, then you can't necessarily gamble for it. And then there's technically no money lost there. You're not losing anything of value when you open the loot box and you don't get something good. So if they really wanted to, they could just possibly reinstitute them and not charge any money for them. But that's besides the point. Um, the first thing that i'm reporting about with overwatch is that apparently some people are grinding in world of warcraft so that they can get currency in overwatch so that they can buy these exorbitant bundles for example um one user said i've had friend a friend and their partner come back to uh, world of warcraft and start fresh at the beginning of shadowlands i gave them 10k each so they could get mounts and stuff they both play world of war for free have accounts and then they bought the Kiriko Witch Bundle with World of Warcraft Gold. So apparently what people are doing is they are grinding World of Warcraft to get gold there. Okay, so what they're doing is they're 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 grinding for this World of Warcraft Gold. Um then they're converting it to um a token with using in-game gold and converting it somehow through Battle.net into Battle.net Balance and then they're taking that Battle.net Balance and then buying things in overwatch 2 which sounds like a lot of excessive and extra work that no one really wants to do but it's faster than like trying to grind out the coins through completing challenges in overwatch 2 which some people are joking again is that this was all just an elaborate um trick or ploy on blizzard's part to get people to play world of warcraft again 
Yeah, I I do understand the whole like convoluted like way of getting coins. It's kind of the same way as like the the Steam like night uh, what is it the the marketplace that's what it's called the the Steam mm-hmm. marketplace where like you can grind for certain items and then use that to sell it back to the company or to sell it back to like other players who want said items and then you use your currency to buy whatever you want. But I I don't see that benefiting, like, I, I feel like if you're in World of Warcraft already and, like, you're already grinding for, for things there, like, it makes sense. But I don't see Overwatch players going to World of Warcraft just to get skins for their game. I, I, I do think that more people will invest time in the actual game. Uh, rather than having to really worry about trying to do do more of it. And another story about how ridiculously expensive things are in Overwatch 2. Um, there is a charm that you can buy uh, on the online um, Blizzard store, and... Guess how much that costs, Kevin? The actual like physical keychain charm. It's a Pachimari charm. Oh, like a like an actual like keychain. Like an actual physical like real life Pachimari keychain that you can buy from the Blizzard online store. It's probably like seven bucks if you if if you're really counting it up or like that, right? It's five bucks. Okay, it's five dollars. Now, guess how much it costs to buy this thing in Overwatch 2 as a digital charm for your character to, to like stick on their weapon? Is it like 10? It's 7. It's still, still like a lot. It's, it's more expensive to buy this thing digitally than to buy a real one in real life. Now, that being said, you can't just buy 700 coins or $7 worth of of coins you have to buy them in at least a bundle of ten dollars which gives you a thousand coins so if you wanted this you would have to spend ten dollars when if you had just either bought it in a store because like i've seen them in store sometimes like in a physical like target if you wanted to buy them from a physical store or from blizzard online you would be paying double to get a digital one as opposed to a real one, which is absolutely just nightmare dystopia scenario in my mind, I think. Yeah, it, it just feels weird that the physical thing costs less than the pixels of it. I, and this is just... It's ridiculous. It's greedy. It's a very bad look for Blizzard. A lot of people are just saying, hey, nobody buy anything. Let's just boycott all of blizzard's nonsense if nobody buys anything then blizzard's not going to make money then they're going to have to reverse this stupid system of theirs in order to get people to start buying things from them again which honestly i hope is the case i hope that they learn from this that while we understand they have to make money somehow to support both the game and their company um we're not made of money and we we don't want this blatant cash grab 
Yeah, I, I would much rather not have to pay for a digital item with like more than it costs for me to just get it in my hand right now. So I, I do think that that is it, it feels weird. It, it really shouldn't be more than the physical thing. I just in general I don't like pretty much any of the changes that Blizzard has made for Overwatch 2. I think for me just playing around today and I play I've been stuck in support jail because again we talked about last week nobody wants to play support so when I play I flex to get my um battle pass points um they've taken away the uh the objective time status and for everyone who's not a tank you'll only see objective time reflected in your like in-game stats if you're playing tank which is really stupid i don't can you see any logical reason why kevin that they shouldn't reflect that for everybody who's playing like what like me being a lucio like i'm i'm glued to the payload at all times like I'm I'm focusing on pushing the payload because someone has to because everyone else is pushing forward, but I never mm-hmm. get to see that reflected in my stats just because I'm playing healer, which is stupid and annoying, and I hate it. It's like I'm not yeah. getting any validation for the effort I am putting into playing this game. I I don't know if they need to like re-implement objective time. You know that that could help, but. Obviously, like, the metal system didn't really help anybody, but I do think that it's, like, especially when the game is objective-based, it might be more helpful to have, like, a score for that as well. Because, mm-hmm. like, especially if it's, like, point-contested, if it's, like, uh, you know, payloads, like, payload, t- t- or time on payload would be also important. And like so on and so forth. I, I do think that that's that could be the way how it goes. They have a, a slot for damage mitigated for everybody, but not yeah. everybody can mitigate in the game damage. mitigates damage. But everybody can be on the payload, mm-hmm. and somehow you don't think that that's worth indicating. Yeah, I I I don't know what it needs to be. It just needs to be better than this. Anyway, I think that's mostly it for the Overwatch news. Aside from the fact that, like, the the finals, the playoffs is this weekend. Friday yes. and Saturday. It's tomorrow and, or today. Thursday and Friday. Oh, are, Thursday, Friday. Are the days. Yeah. I was wrong. It, because, okay, so... Uh, we'll we'll go over the reason why this is, uh, and I think I think it's kind of funny, but it it is honestly like, I guess it's a smarter move by by uh, whoever's running Overwatch League, um, but yeah the the finals for the Overwatch League uh, season is ending on Thursday and Friday. Um, Thursday we have like the winners finals. And uh, we're going to have like two of the loser semifinals games. And then the last day is going to be losers finals and then winners finals, um, which is going to be Friday the 4th, which um, 
a lot of my friends who are in LA right now who are casting friends or like work in esports are all like making their way to go see this because they're like, oh, it's on our side of the coast. We're going to go ahead and see it. And I'm like, okay, cool. But um, yeah, I there's a reason why. There's a reason why it's on Thursday and Friday. Um, that is because they don't want to directly compete with, with uh, Riot. So Riot's World Championships, which are like the, the big one, um, the, the World Championships, is going to be uh, T1 versus DRX. Uh, and that is going to be on November 5th. So the Saturday. Um, that That is a big world event. And clearly you don't want your Overwatch esports event to be clashing with League Worlds. Because nobody's, nobody's going to. Nobody's going to watch your stuff if it's going to be on Saturday. So, yeah. Um, Saturday is, is a big day um, for for League players. Uh, well, you guys have, well, towards you, you know, they have the Overwatch World Championships. I believe it's at the Anaheim Arena, right? Yes, in An- the Anaheim. Yeah. yeah. Anaheim, California, so, which is where Disneyland is. Yes. Uh, the the Anaheim Arena for you guys we have uh we we get worlds in San Francisco um, at the Chase Center that's where the Warriors play so um yeah that's uh that's what's happening over here um just to let you guys know tickets were really tough to get for worlds not that I ever wanted any I'm not a huge fan of League of Legends I'm sorry League fans but. I I just didn't have any like real motivation to get in there. Um, but if you guys do want to watch the games from outside of the arena, they are going to project the games on the on the big screen in front of the actual Chase Center. So if you didn't happen to get your your tickets to go there, you can actually camp out in front of the venue. And I'm pretty sure there's some vendors who are going to be out there. Um, who are who are going to do that? So, uh, yeah. If you if you just want to hang out with friends, honestly, like you could just go outside and watch the game from there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to think about in terms of that series, and I hope that uh, I, I hope that people can get into worlds if they if they really wanted to see it. Um, I believe Lil Nas X has the anthem for this year. It's yep. that Star Walk. He's the president. Yeah, he's the president of of league. It happened accidentally. Uh, you just kind of <laughs> walked in, and now it's theirs. Um, but yeah, if you if you want to watch the league world championships, it's going to be on Twitch as well. Um, so if you want to watch it from the comfort of your home or have a watch party, I know that a lot of colleges that are local are hosting watch parties. Um, so that's cool. Um, the meanwhile, if you if you want to be there or like want to be closer to the action, uh, I recommend taking Bart into uh, San Francisco, and then you can take a uh, you can take like a like a tram that will take you directly to the front of the Chase Center. Um, that way, you don't have to worry about parking because parking is going to be a freaking nightmare for this thing. Um, Isn't it always? It, I mean, it always is. Even for like Warrior games that nobody goes to, it's still ridiculous. So. Um, I would recommend taking public transport if you guys are going to go in person. And I hope that you guys actually enjoy the game. Please let me know how it goes. Um, I know that they're going to put it all on the line in terms of production. So um, 
that's the one thing I look for. It's like they they tend to do a lot of AR stuff. That's really cool. So um, I'm down to watch it just for just for the production value sake. Um, I don't know what's going on. It's like harder Pokemon Unite, but easier Dota or something like that. Um, that's <laughs> that's all it is. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to go ahead and see that. But that's the reason why this whole weekend is kind of like busy for for esports. You know, you have the third third and fourth for Overwatch League. You have the fifth for Worlds, and uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on. So yeah, lots to uh, lots to think about in terms of the world of esports. Okay, so uh, let's go into some some weeb stuff. I'm gonna push up my glasses real quick. Um, <laughs> I got I got a. T- what is that trope in anime though? Why is that a thing? The the push the the, glasses. the glasses flare. Yeah, why? Uh, it, it means that I'm thinking. <laughs> you're sinister. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a plan. It's gonna kekakudori uh, according to plan. Um, but yeah. Uh, there's a couple of things I want to mention. the The first one I forgot to put on the actual uh, on the docket, but um, yeah, in uh, in Japan in Akihabara, um, which is like the anime district, um, they turned a Burger King into a Spy Family pop up shop. Um, if you guys are ever interested in seeing what like a like a cafe like themed cafe thing is. Um, you you can go ahead and do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna just pop this into the Zencaster that way you can take a peek at it. Um, but it it was a pretty cool like event. I mean it it's just pretty in general. Oh wait, oh, was that that, that might have just been a picture? Hold on, let me just make sure that. Yeah, I'm looking at it. A... I'm watching the video. Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, um, it it was a really cute event. Um, Burger King Berlin, um, which is the location. Um, they they really did a lot of interior decorating for it. I, oh, yeah, I'm totally down for more of these. Here. Um, honestly, yeah, it's it's nice that it's in Akihabara, which is like the uh, the the nerdy part of uh, of Japan, um, which is which is good. Uh, but I would much rather you know just just bring it over to the states for once. Just let it, let us have fun with this to like we're we're all here too um but yeah um burger king turned into a pop-up shop for uh for spy family um if you guys aren't watching spy family i don't know why you why you aren't it's super wholesome good show i'm I'm watching watching it with my mom this is the this is the one where i'm like okay like you might not like you know the the current vibe of the shows of like chainsaw man or something but like nobody nobody could get mad at spy family it's just too wholesome uh so yeah uh that that's what happened um let's continue on with the nerdy news um hypothetically if you guys are fans of the anime sword art online um in the fictional story uh the sword art online servers would have went live on october 30th and a lot of people are making the meme of well we're slowly leaking our brains into the metaverse that might be the next step and i'm like uh-uh no i'm not putting on a headset for me to get paralyzed that's not how it works <laughs> I, I i've seen this anime i'm not i'm not about it um but yeah a lot of people are saying like oh yeah sword art would have started um if, if this were an actual thing um it's gonna be crazy we'll see how it goes um so yeah just a 
just just a lot of like interesting little uh, manga and anime facts. Um, and then we'll go into the regular scheduled programming. Um, so manga releases this week was No Longer Human um, by Dazai, which is kind of a... Uh, it, it it's really a darker like understanding of what 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 people want to do it is a good read um highly recommend it um one punch man 24 if you guys are collecting one punch man and nagatoro 13 um those are the ones that came out this week next week um we are supposed to have quite a solid lineup so uh if you are into blue Lo- uh no not blue lock my bad blue lock came out two weeks ago um blue period um the 10th volume of blue period is set to come out next week um which is it's about art if you if you like art or want to learn about art theory uh blue period is the way to go um love and lies the misaki ending aka the the other girl ending not the rebina one uh comes out next week um and last but not least go go loser ranger is another series that is going to be making its debut um yeah it's gonna it's it's really interesting to see like a couple of these novels come out and uh see what people people like so i'm keeping tabs on a quite a few of these they're not always on my uh on my wish list or my like to buy list yet i'm i'm trying to hold back a little bit and only get the books that i need uh before christmas because i want to give my family a chance to actually get me books if they want to um so yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. But um overall manga releases once again, uh Blue Period 10, uh Koito Uso or Love and Lies Misaki ending, uh and then the first book of Go Go Loser Ranger. So uh definitely quite a quite a bit to look into if you guys are reading. Um if you guys are watching, still uh same stuff. There there's nothing like crazy happening besides uh watching whatever episodes that you guys are on usually big days uh this season are tuesdays for chainsaw man and saturdays for i think that's mob psycho no no no. uh saturday is blue lock and spy family so keep those in mind once again that's just a quick reminder if you guys are interested in those so yeah um have fun with that i have not been watching well i mean i've started watching anime for like the first time recently again because um one of the girls i'm the girl I'm, one of the girls i'm the main girl i'm seeing right now is like very into anime it's like you have to watch this you have to watch this you have to watch this so madoka magica has has been watched and then i did dora hedora which was very surreal and very interesting and then now i'm on dragon prince does dragon prince count as an anime no right i i don't i don't know you can consider whatever you want to be <laughs> be a thing i think it's it's anime-esque like kind of how do we consider avatar as anime? yeah okay we're getting into we're getting into the the uh weed works here we've never we've never had this discussion before but i i don't is it okay so uh okay <laughs> It it really depends on what your definition of of anime is. Um, most people assume that it's anime that was uh, that originated in Japan or has been worked on um, 
overseas and then brought over to uh, the United States as a form of anime. Um, but in terms of like, if you're in Japan, anime is just a term for animation. So Family Guy is an anime in mm. in Japan. Yeah. So <laughs> that is that is the meme. Oh my god, I don't like that. I don't like that. I, oh, I don't like the, the, oh god, no. Uh, so if you're in Japan, then Avatar: The Last Airbender is an anime. But the the way how Avatar was made, it was made in the U.S. It was made by Nickelodeon, and uh, they had like a you know a dedicated team to it. So they people are saying like, oh well, some of the VFX were done in Korea, therefore it you know can be it. But for my personal taste, I say that Avatar: The Last Airbender is anime inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily like from Japan, but it has very much like the art style and the cultural influence. Um, you know, it's more, you know, mainland Asia, but there is a lot of like influences from there. It's the same, same like idea and concept behind um, the original Teen Titans. When you, when you yeah. watch the original Teen Titans, that's, I consider that, you know, a cartoon, but it is very anime inspired. It is. I mean, they got Puffy Amiyumi to do the theme song. Yeah, they have Puffy Amiyumi. And like, if you guys really do want to watch like the origin of like what started Teen Titans to be the style that it is, you have to watch Fully Cooly. So FLCL, um, we we call it Fully Cooly. That's how it's supposed to be like stated. But that art style in fully cooly was what ended up being in teen titans and fully cooly i believe is like six episodes so it's really quick um if you just want to catch a vibe they did add like two more seasons recently i haven't watched them yet Mm -hmm. um but yeah that is that is a main thing that i'm like i'm i'm debating whether it's if it's uh worth getting or um like what what falls into anime versus not anime you know um but in my opinion it's just like if if you like it you call whatever you want as as long as you're not like it as long as you don't like make be annoying about it just like (laughs) just be like it's animation yes it looks good yes like (laughs) there you go that's it that's all you need So yeah, anyway, I've been watching uh, Dorohedoro, Madoka Magica, and uh, Dragon Prince. That's what I've been doing. I've not done uh, Chainsaw Man yet, but it's on the list. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Chainsaw Man is going to be a it's going to be a ride for you. Um, I I would I would think that if this is something that like I have a constant debate with people about, it's like. Do you watch it week to week because, like, you know how you want to, like, you want to stay up to date with everybody talking about certain things? Or do you wait until it's all finished and then just binge it? Um, I like to binge things, to be honest. Yes. So, like, that that's the same thing with, like, my friends. So, like, there's some of them who are, like, don't tell, don't tell me anything about the show until it's done. And then and then we'll go ahead and do it. So, my, my rule is I'm going to watch maybe three shows week to week. And, like, those are the ones that, like, I will commit my time to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, then if they're, like, and then my friends will always ask me, like, hey, do you want to watch something? And I'll be like, okay, so I'll look for, like, a completed anime and then we'll binge 
or like we'll watch a couple episodes here and there so like with one of my friends right now we're watching uh we're we're going back a little bit and we're watching Shirobako. Um Shirobako is an anime about making an anime. Oh, um, you told me about this one, I think. Yeah. So um I I wanted to watch it because believe it or not, it it started in I believe it was twenty fourteen was the original release. Um and I remember watching it and I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like this is this is like what goes behind anime, like going from like the original creation to to keyframes, to voice acting, and so on and so forth. So that was really cool to see. And then it just became like, okay, so this this came out like in 2014, and then we get the movie. There was a Shudobako movie that came out six years after the anime finished. And like, I I got to see it for the first time uh, at Crunchyroll Expo this year. So it's been eight years for me uh and i watched it i was like i was like whoa like this is crazy (laughs) like i I loved it though because like i I remember growing up with the characters and i'm like i get this like i i understand why they were struggling and then like you see them like six now eight years later and i'm like i remember you 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 were different or like whoa that's that's crazy how time works (laughs) so yeah um it, it's cool that that happens and uh i i greatly enjoyed the movie by the way if you guys ever do watch the shirobako movie it, it's good um if you guys are kept up though i know that i know that a lot of you guys are making your way out to theaters for um one piece red um i have not caught up with one piece i'm i'm a fake is it even BBS, possible to catch up with one piece uh, the answer is yes, and apparently I have I have friends who have watched One Piece two or three times over because they're what? like they watched it they watch it on their own, and then they watch it with a friend, and then they like watch it again to like refresh themselves. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, how are you? How are you alive? <laughs> like, there's so like, many episodes. Do they watch every episode, or is it do they cut out the filler? apparently they watch everything because apparently like the filler episodes there there's very few fillers like everything kind of leads to something so a lot of people are like okay we're, we're gonna watch the whole thing and i'm like okay um so yeah i haven't i haven't started it i have to okay like there there's a couple of things that like i mentioned personally where it's like i remember watching them growing up so i remember watching one piece growing up i remember watching like Yu-Gi-Oh! and i remember watching naruto growing up right but yeah i haven't sat down and like watched the whole thing i'm just i can't wrap my head around like watching one piece multiple times yeah it it the you're a special breed if you can do that uh let me let me just check real quick how many episodes in one piece all right let's see let's see where are you at okay uh a thousand thirty five a thousand thirty eight hold on one thousand thirty eight episodes so uh, oh okay okay so if we do that okay okay just to put this in perspective uh if one piece is a thousand three hundred and no, wait, a, a thousand and thirty-eight episodes. Naruto is two hundred episodes, two hundred and twenty episodes. Pokemon is one thousand 
1,215 just because it, yo, it goes over a ton. But like, and there's so many series seasons of Pokemon. So yeah, so apparently, like, yeah, one One Piece has been going around for quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't get how people can do it. They're like, oh well, you you do the. Uh, you you do the the series and then you do the op and ending skip um so essentially like you're averaging out your you can you can watch an entire episode of anime in about 20 minutes and then i've had people who who say like oh i watch it at like 1.5 speed i guess so i'm like okay but still <laughs> like if you're watching it at 1.5 speed, you get it done in like 15 minutes, and then you can watch like four episodes an hour. And I'm like, bro, I can't, I can't do the math. Like, I, it's it, still a lot of hours. It's still a lot, and a lot of people are like, you, you should really watch it. And I'm like, I would, but I, have I other things to watch. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I have a couple of other shows that I need to catch up on right now. Uh. But yeah, there, there's a lot of them that are, you're just like, oh my God, that's so much to like cover. It's ridiculous. It's just the fact that they've been able to keep the story going for that many episodes. Have they even found one piece yet? Are they even so, still trying? So yeah, they're, they're still looking for the one piece. Uh, uh, so the thing that I'm, I don't know if it's true or not, but like the author Oda is, is saying like, oh, he wants to end it pretty soon. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. He he could he could do whatever he wants at this point, and like it would be ridiculous. Like he could be like, yeah. Uh, if I die, I'm passing it on to like the next generation to write <laughs> to write One Piece, and I'll be like, okay, okay, dude, <laughs> I get it. But yeah, it it just gets uh, it's kind of ridiculous. I I don't know if or when it will end. Uh, I mean, it's never going to end in in jump. Like he would have to, he would have to say like I am done, and then make make that presence because it it would just have to be one of those. Um, but yeah, honestly, I think I I don't I don't know if it's ever going to end. That, that is just the hardest like thing for me to say. But I I don't I don't know if it's ever going to like complete. Any any other last final closing thoughts you've got for us, Kevin? Any uh any secrets of the universe you've uncovered by playing Pokemon Unite this week? Uh, I don't know. No, unfortunately, no. Uh, no wisdom. Uh, I would say if you guys are interested in reading like a one-off manga right now, um, I've really enjoyed this this book called Imaginary. Uh. It it do be a little little real, but it's it's fine. I, I like it. But um, imaginary essentially is about it's 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 a it's a romance between like two childhood friends, but they like split up a long time ago. Um, and then the guy has a really active imagination, so he thinks about like what would his younger self do versus like what would his older self say like in this mm-hmm. moment and so on and so forth. And the girl just likes to play like like remembers like old games that they used to play so like the floor is lava and stuff like that um but it it's just a really interesting book and i would i would recommend it it's if you guys want it it's probably at like barnes and nobles or something um but i i would i would recommend it if you guys just want to read something for fun uh 
it's really quick and it's really imaginative uh, i like it all right everyone thank you for listening to us this week hopefully you uh your twitter experiences aren't absolutely plagued by trolls in the upcoming week until we can cover it again but thank you for joining us as always we love and respect all of you um unless you of course you are elon musk listening to this in which case go leave twitter alone we didn't ask for you anyway guys thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next week adios next week we bring you the latest news and stories from around the internet Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on all social media at TwigPod, that's T-W-I-G-P-O-D. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big